And they are indeed the champions of major midget hockey in Atlantic Canada. The Halifax Max, the Max are back. And joining me is the head coach of the Halifax Max, Tim Boyce. Coach, uh, we are the champions again, becoming the theme song uh, in 2019. Uh, are you getting tired of it yet? No, definitely not. Uh, you never get tired of hearing that. So congratulations uh, on winning the 2018-2019 uh, Major Midget Atlantic Tournament uh, just a few days ago. Uh, now that you've had a couple of days, how much has it sunk in? And uh, what are your thoughts here as you're now uh, a couple of days after clinching the championship? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, It's been a crazy, crazy week, you know, finishing off the Nova Scotia championship there and then uh, obviously with Atlantics it's just been a, a whirlwind uh, week but uh, just super proud of our super proud of our guys they just uh, they compete and they play as a team and uh, yeah it's just it's been uh, it's been a special group to spend the year with for sure now it's one thing when you're playing uh, in your own region and you're playing in your own league you know the teams you know the ups, the downs, the ins and outs, no secrets, as we talked about before uh, when you played Cole Harbor and other teams. A little different when you go to an Atlantics. You may be familiar with some of the teams you're playing because of some of the big regional tournaments throughout the year. But still, you kind of got to get prepared and, and you got to break down film and things like that. What was the trickiest thing about getting ready to go over to, to the Atlantics playing teams that you weren't overly familiar with? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just really just trying to find video. Uh, Craig, uh, my assistant coach, and I, we were scouring the internet. We, we found a Moncton's Game 4 uh, playoffs against St. John that we were able to watch. Um, you know, we didn't really have a whole lot of video on, uh, to be honest with you, the we, we were there early and took in the Kensington-Moncton game, uh, first game of the tournament, and uh, we took video there and that was kind of uh, that was kind of what we were basing our game plan off of. Is uh, we figured they were, you know, they were going to try and play the same way against us as they did against uh, each other in that opening game. So, uh, yeah, we took video of that and just kind of watched that over a couple times and, and used that as our basis to go off of for those two teams. And with Western, um, found some some stuff on Twitter and charlottetown uh we didn't really have anything we couldn't find anything but uh, we were able to catch one of their games in the tournament as well so now the first two games you mentioned it uh charlottetown uh, the host team the charlottetown pride and of course your opening game last thursday was against the western kings the newfoundland and labrador representatives uh, a three nothing win there jacob gooby getting the shutout stopping 15 shots and then on friday a 3-1 win over the host charlottetown pride liam oxner with 20 saves. Uh, those first two games, Coach, uh, you guys did a really good job of, of limiting the number of shots for your opponent. And not that shots on goal is always the tell-all, but maybe just your thoughts on those first two games where you really came out with a couple of strong efforts. And uh, your goaltenders, Gooby in Game 1 and Oxner in Game 2, didn't face didn't have to face a whole lot of shots. But kind of just uh, your thoughts on the, the first two games and how you guys opened up. Yeah, it's no secret now. I think, you know, obviously we're a defensive-minded hockey club and we generate offense from turnovers. And, uh, you know, I thought we did a real good job defensively in those first two games. I think we were squeezing the sticks a little bit uh, offensively. You know, I think uh, maybe the pressure is a little bit on more on us in those first two games, probably being the favorites to, to win those two games. But, uh, you know, we th I thought the guys did a, an excellent job uh, just playing sound defensive hockey. 
And coach, in a tournament like that, like the the major midget Atlantics, you always have that one day where you got to play two games. You got Thursday and Friday out of the way, but then you had to know that Saturday was going to be a, a tough go for you guys. Uh, an early game versus the Moncton Flyers, and then you had to come back and play a really tough Kensington Wild team. Uh, I know Charlottetown was the host, but you had to know Kensington was going to have a lot of support being over there on the island. Uh, first of all, just your thoughts on a really thrilling 4-3 win over a super tough Moncton Flyers team. You guys were outshot 46-37, but uh, Jacob Gooby stood tall, uh, making 43 saves. But again, just uh, maybe just a quick recap of that one. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, we had a meeting before the tournament even started, and uh, you know, we told the guys that it was very important that we go into that day two and zero. You know, we wanted we didn't want to have to go in having to win two games that day, and uh, you know, we we definitely emptied the tank and put all of our eggs in one basket when it came to that first game against Moncton because we knew you know we didn't know what we'd have left coming into the game in the evening against Kensington. Uh, you know, we had an unfortunate break where they. Uh, they were able to go ahead there on a, on a missed call. And, uh, we got a late power play, uh, too many men call. And, uh, we were debating when to pull the goalie and we waited. And, uh, you know, obviously luckily, uh, as he's been doing all year and all Atlantic's Mitch McLeod, uh, came through with a clutch goal for us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say about Gooby? He was, he was exceptional again. Uh, that was a big, uh, obviously he's a big, uh, Point getting us to overtime. I think getting us to overtime was uh, clinched the uh, spot in the finals for us. And uh, after that, just went lo- played loose in the overtime and uh, came down to shootout. And either team could have won that game. To be honest with you, we were you know we were the lucky ones that uh, came out on top. And look, all the teams kind of have a similar situation where you got to play a lot of games in a short amount of time. But you got to think the Kensington Wild were just licking their chops watching you and Moncton go toe-to-toe like that and take it right down to the wire. And then you have the turnaround and play Kensington later on on Saturday. And again, a high shot total, at least from your guys' standards. Uh, 43 shots on goal uh, to 38. Uh, 5-3 loss to the Kensington Wild. Liam Oxner in goal played well again. But again, Coach, you mentioned uh, kind of emptying the tank versus Moncton. Uh, how tough just How just tough was it? for you guys to turn around and get up for that Kensington team who must've been just waiting for you guys. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you and uh, uh, apologies to, uh, to Liam, who was our starting goalie that day. Uh, uh, the coaches were kind of talking before the game and, and it, as crazy as it sounds, we were kind of hoping that we would lose that game. Uh, and you know, it's, uh, I know it sounds crazy, but uh we, when we knew we were in the final, we, you know, we scrambled our lines. We weren't using our regular line combinations. We completely changed our forecheck. Uh, the game was very, very loose. Uh, a lot of speed through the neutral zone, exchanging chances. You know, those guys, Kensington, you know, they, they were holding their top line off the ice quite a bit as well. You know, I was counting how many shifts they were getting and it was around three or four period, but you know, uh, the goal going into that, uh, that game really was, you know, we're not going to show them anything that we plan on using on Sunday. Um, the kids knew it. We, you know, we talked about it before the game. They were all on board with it. Um, so it was more or less, let's just get through this game and make sure we have no injuries or suspensions, make sure we don't gas anybody's legs out. You know, we were just rolling the lines uh, on the power play and everything like that. And, uh, you know, we were looking forward to, to Sunday more or less just to just to get to that final game. 
Well, and you make a good point. In tournaments like this as well, sometimes you've got to have that strategy and know, okay, we're through to the final, so we've got to do this. We've got to hold back here. We've got to play it this way. And it obviously worked out for you because on Championship Sunday, you had to play that very same Kensington Wild team. Uh, you came back and you stayed true to form, alternating your goaltenders, coming back with Jacob Gooby. Of course, the Kensington Wild, uh, who had a tremendous performance from their goaltender, Chad Arsenault, in that 5-3 win, making 40 saves. Uh, he was in goal for the Wild. But again, you come back with Gooby. But Mitch McLeod, you mentioned him earlier, he ends up getting the eventual game winner for you guys in that 4-1 uh, victory to seal the Midget Atlantic Championship. But Coach, how much did that game on Saturday against Kensington really prepare you for the gold medal game on Sunday? Yeah, you know what? It was good. Uh, you know, obviously they were pretty, they're a pretty deep team and they're a pretty fast team. And I think uh, anybody that watched the game on Saturday and watched the game on Sunday, uh, the, uh, the neutral zone uh, was definitely a little different on Saturday compared to Sunday. And, uh, you know, for our guys having played, a uh, real loose uh, freewheeling game on Saturday, you know, just trading chances and, and things like that. And they realized, uh, you know, how we had to play on Sunday and just really lock down the neutral zone and uh, grind it out in the defensive zone. So I think it was, it was good. You know, it was good in a sense to play those guys uh, beforehand just uh, so they could get, get used to, uh, used to those guys and, uh, and that, but uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, they, you know, they stuck to the game plan on Sunday, and uh, we played uh, we played our boring style of hockey, and uh, it worked. Hey, listen, whatever gets the job done, coach. And as the seconds are ticking down in that game, and you're realizing the culmination of all of the hard work all season long through your league championship, through now the Atlantics, knowing that it's about to pay off with an Atlantic championship, and that you're going to be going to Thunder Bay for the TELUS Cup. Uh, what's going through your mind the last few seconds and what it was what was it like for you and the coaching staff on the bench and then rushing the ice? <laughs> uh, about a minute left in the game, I looked down at uh, my assistant coach there, Mike Fougier. <laughs> he, he had a deadpan look on his face and he just said to me, is this actually happening? <laughs> so I, I thought that was a pretty funny moment. But you know what, honestly, it was just... Uh, the whole last minute and uh, a bit was a bit of a blur. It was uh, just a crazy experience. You know, after we won, we had, we had dads coming onto the ice with tears in their eyes and moms that were just over the moon. And, you know, I heard, you know, I heard players saying to their parents, we did it, we did it. And it was just, it was just you know, you sit back and you walk around and you just try to take it all in because, uh, you know, banners and all that are great but uh it's, it's really about the moments and there was a lot of real special moments there uh at the end of that game so and you mentioned you know about all of the parents and that being out on the ice and i've been at all kinds of of tournaments like this uh, across several different sports and and a lot of times in the pandemonium of the end you know the team comes out and, and especially in hockey you get that iconic shot now where the team gathers around on the ice with either the trophy or the banner and a lot of times in those moments, you'll see the team and then all of the parents, family and friends are kind of all in a half circle taking all the pictures. What I really kind of found really cool was the championship photo, that iconic moment 
with the Max on the ice and all the coaches. You can see you and the coaches are there and the banners on the ice. But in behind is a whole bunch of what appear to be parents, family, friends, all in behind the team with their one finger up in the air. What does it mean to have that photo? Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't know whose idea it was, uh, but just a great idea, to be honest with you. It just embodies what our program here is about. You know, we've been using the hashtag Max Family for years and, uh, you know, culture wins and, you know, people can talk about culture and catchphrases and things like that, but it's something you just have to live day in, day out and preach and just have good people and treat people right. And, uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate uh, this year that we've got uh, a lot of incredible people involved with our organization and the parents, uh, you know, there's much a part of this as, as, as the players, you know, you don't, uh, you don't get to that spot without having good people, uh, not only as players, but uh, when you're looking for families to come in and play for your team, uh, you know, the, the mom and the dad is just as important. So uh, it was uh, it was a nice touch. I don't know uh, whose idea it was, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the better fo- hockey photos that I've been involved with in, uh, in my coaching career. Yeah, it's absolutely really cool. And I would encourage folks to visit the, uh, the Max on social media and you could see that picture. Uh, and you sent it to me as well to use in the uh, the image for this podcast link. And you mentioned parents. I got to talk about one parent in particular just because he's kind of been uh, engaging with me on social media. And, uh, of course, we've talked a lot about one of your goaltenders, Jacob Gooby, his dad. I'm assuming it's his dad anyway, Kent. And Kent actually sent me out a really cool tweet this morning. And uh, without getting into the entire tweet, he, he sent me a picture of a really cool custom paint job uh, on what he calls an old lid so it's an old goalie mask but it's, it looks like he's got ken dryden on one side carrie price and the team canada on the other i'm, I'm guessing does goaltending run in the gooby family <laughs> yeah kent's actually our parent liaison as well this year so he's uh, been a big help to me uh behind the scenes as well uh yeah you know what uh Kent is a goalie aficionado. Uh, he loves to talk goalie gear and equipment and everything related with it. So uh, I'm not surprised that uh, Jake is, uh, is not only a, a goaltender, but a very good one. Uh, you know, they, they kind of live and breathe the position. So, And it kind of looks like what I saw from his dad, Kent, that as far as Jake wants to go with his goaltending career, he'll always have a pretty sweet custom mask by the looks of it, Coach. <laughs> yeah he's got some pretty uh pretty nice looking gear set up there for sure uh yeah no question so let's turn our attention now to the next uh big step in this journey and that's the telus cup that's the culmination of this entire year coach uh the national championship for major midget hockey april 22nd to 28th monday to sunday in thunder bay being hosted by the thunder bay kings and coach, uh, I know that you don't have long to celebrate because you got to turn around and start making preparations. What have the last day or so been like, and how are things going with preparations to get you and the Max out to Thunder Bay? Yeah, so uh, when I got back Sunday, we got back around nine o'clock. Uh, it was up till about midnight. There's a pile of forms that we had to fill out for Hockey Canada for the tournament and that, and. Uh, the information for flights and hotels and all that sort of stuff uh, just came in actually about half an hour ago. I'm going to have a look at that after after I'm done the work day. And 
get all that filled out. And it uh, looks like we're flying out on Sunday, the 21st, with the tournament starting the next day. Uh, we open up against Toronto. And uh, obviously a good opponent. Uh, when we were actually, when we went to Telus Cup in Moose Jaw in 2014, uh, they were there and uh, same coaching staff. So I know they're going to be very well coached, very well prepared. Uh, and, you know, they've obviously won a Telus Cup a couple of years ago. You know, the team that comes out of that uh, that league is always pretty strong and uh, they're going to be, they'll be a tough opponent. We'll definitely have our hands full for sure. Yeah, you get underway uh, on 1 o'clock Atlantic on Tuesday the 22nd against that Toronto Young Nationals team. So they are the reps from Central, uh, the Pacific uh, representative, the Calgary Buffaloes. Out of the West, it's the Tisdale Trojans. The host team mentioned the Thunder Bay Kings. The Quebec representatives, the Cantonier de Magog. Uh, they were in the gold medal game last year, actually. And, of course, yourselves, uh, the Max, representing uh, the uh, Atlantic region. And coach, you know, when you're playing in your own uh, league or, or even in your own region, being the Atlantic region, it can be a little easier perhaps to get video and to get stuff to be able to prep as a coaching staff. What are some of the challenges now that you face over the next week or so prepping and getting ready for these teams that you're going to face that you may not know a whole lot about? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of going into it blind a little bit, but uh, obviously with technology, uh, this day and age, you can usually find video somewhere. Uh, been able to look on hockey TV and YouTube and things like that. And I found a, found some video that some of the teams are playing. Uh, you know, I've got a buddy that uh, scouts in the Alberta Hockey League, and uh, he's based in Calgary, so he's quite familiar with the Buffaloes. So, He's going to send me some uh, some info on those guys. And, uh, yeah, just uh, use as many contacts as you possibly have. Try and find as much information as you possibly can and just be as prepared as you possibly can when you, when you hit there. But, you know, there's not going to be an easy game. We're at a national uh, national event and, you know, we're down to the final six teams out of 100 and close to 150 in Canada. So, obviously, uh, every opponent's going to be tough. Well, we mentioned just how long this tournament is. I mean, you're flying out on the Monday the 21st and, and coming back, I think you said on the 29th, you're basically out there for a full week plus. And you've been down this road before, you've been through this before, but maybe for a player or even a, a parent that hasn't been through a Nationals like this and the long stretch that this tournament is, what would be one or two pieces of advice that you would give them? Not hockey-related, just kind of in terms of being away, being in a hotel, being somewhere for so long. What would be one or two things that you would tell them just to kind of get prepared? Yeah, you know what? Uh, just enjoy the experience. It's, uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event for a lot of these guys. Uh, it's, you know, it's not easy to get to a national championship at any level, and uh, yeah, being in a week, uh, hotel for the week, you know, as far as parents goes, uh, you know, I don't know how many parents are going out there, but I do know, you know, from past experience being in Moose Jaw, you know, you really got to take care of your body and, and rest and eat right and hydrate because uh, you're playing a game a day for, for five days. By the time you get to that fifth day, uh, there's going to be some, t- some tired and sore bodies, uh, if you're competing as hard as you should be. So that would be it really. And I know, Coach, that, uh, again, uh, you know, there's still one goal in front of you and the Halifax McDonald's organization. But to this point, going through your league championship, going through the Atlantics, uh, what's this whole ride been like for you so far, for you and the coaching staff? (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, You know, we we talked about it on uh, on Sunday and we've said that we've, you know, we've, we've lost with, 
uh, with better teams, but uh, this team is just uh, they're full of heart and skill and determination. They play together. Uh, there's no superstars. You know, we didn't win the award at the uh, the Atlantic Banquet. Uh, and when we got on the bus afterwards, uh, a couple of them just said, you know what, there's just there's one award that we came here for, and that's on Sunday. And it just that's their mentality, their team. They don't care who gets awards. They don't care who scores goals. And for me, to be honest with you, uh, you know, winning, obviously, I'm a super competitive guy, and it uh, you know feels good to win. But I'm just uh, I'm just happy that we got to spend another uh, week, eight days with these kids and some of the some of the parents and. Uh, you know, our season is going to, is going to pretty much go the distance. So uh, it's nice that we'll be able to share some more moments with these guys before they move on to the next chapter of their life. And uh, we're just, uh, just happy, happy for that. And kind of echoing just that sentiment that you were just talking about there. I sent out a little shout out tweet uh, to the max today. And, and uh, I'm not sure if it was Shiloh or Cliff that was doing the social media today, but their reply back was, uh, and I, I think this is too long to fit on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt, but I think it kind of sums up what you're saying. The reply back was don't underestimate us. No wait. Seems that we work better when you do. And maybe just your thoughts on that. Cause that kind of seems to be the, the attitude that this team has. <laughs> yeah well you know what i told them uh before before the game on sunday that they're a bunch of giant killers you know nobody expected us to knock off Cole harbor we did nobody expected us to beat moncton we did nobody expected us to beat kensington and we did so uh expect the unexpected uh you know we're not going out there just to enjoy the moment you know our goal is going to be to try and find a way to get ourselves into one of those semifinal games and uh you know it'll start with the first game of the tournament well coach listen again congratulations on all of the success for you and the team to this point and we're excited to see what's going to happen out in thunder bay and i know i checked this with you earlier and i sent out a tweet but uh, it's going to be exciting because we're going to be able to do daily updates with you uh, from Thunder Bay. Now, we won't be as long as this because I know it's a super busy time out there. But each day we'll try and do like maybe a five-minute update or so on what's happening, how things are going, little updates that you might be able to give for anybody back home that's wanting to track the team and know what's going on. So we're excited to do that. And again, congratulations on the success so far, but we're pulling for you Next week, or I guess about a week and a half time, but as I've been saying on social media, go get it, Coach. Thanks again. appreciate it. That, that is Coach Tim Boyce of the Halifax Max. We wish him all the luck as they head out to Thunder Bay, and we thank him again for joining us here on Big Game Sports Radio. What a job the Max have done so far. Don't count them out, or as their social media said, maybe do, because I think that's the way the Max like it. And just a reminder again, we'll be doing daily updates with uh, Coach Tim Boyce from the TELUS Cup in Thunder Bay, starting on April 22nd, and it goes to the 28th. The Max have their first game, 1 o'clock Atlantic time, on Monday, April 22nd, against the team out of Central, the Toronto Young Nationals. Again, thanks to Coach Boyce. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Scott Squires saying so long, and we'll see you again soon on Big Game Sports Radio.